1013 on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. This is uh, The Rant. My name is Corby Davidson. My name is Dave. He is Dave. And we'll be here for the next hour and 45 minutes taking you through your work day. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, who's the new ticker guy? What's up, Corby? I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg, how are you? How are things going over there today? How long have you been working here? Well, uh, what time is it? Like 10 minutes? I've been here for a few hours this morning. Okay. So you started with the train station? Oh, absolutely. So this is your first day? It is. It and, is. and where where are you from? What's your pedigree? Well, I am originally from Waco, Texas. Now mm-hmm. now live in Dallas, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. glad well, I was meaning more like your radio experience. Well, that's uh, two hours ago. If more or less. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> like you sent in a tape? Well, there there's more to it. We may not want to totally get into that but were you working at another radio station do you have pictures of somebody <laughs> no well uh no incriminating photos just yet Re- i mean it, it, really is this your first radio gig no it's not uh metro man myself uh. okay so you've done traffic and all that right mess? right okay did you start you in waco or did you start here no i started up here oh, okay wow well welcome aboard yeah i don't want to i don't know how much i can really give away but i'm I'm glad to be part of the rent boys so uh you listen to the station absolutely okay cool so is this going to be your regular shift can we count on hearing you every weekend now well you well, may listeners wanna... can get to know you and <laughs> love you you may you may want to talk to uh frito on that i'm i'm not calling the shots just yet but i hope to be up here on a regular basis so greg moss that's it all right. Well, welcome aboard, Greg. Well, thanks, Corby. We're happy to have you. I don't know how that is for a radio name, but there it is. So. Well, what's Corby? <laughs> Very true. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You're not as nice to look at as Layla, but it's all right. Well, I have no idea how to respond to that. So uh, just prepare your ticker. Giddy up, boys. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Gordon's not here. Yeah. So go ahead and just go back to bed. Hit the snooze button. And I'm Gordon Keith. So last night. I spoke with you before the Mavericks game. Yes. By the way, duh. Well, the first three quarters were you know pretty what? all right. They really weren't. They were okay. They were okay. But we couldn't hit a freaking shot to save our lives. What did we end up from behind three? One of 17? I know that the, the differential between three-pointers made was almost 30 points. Yeah. So... What, and what was the final score? What did they? I turned it off. I got so pissed. What did they end up winning? One nineteen, one hundred two. Yeah. Won by seventeen, and it was was it tied in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was tied at what eighty three or eighty eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god, it was so frustrating. So I talked to you, and uh, I was like, I'll come pick you up in the morning, you know, and and, um, and you were out at a bar. You were at the old monk watching the game. Which I would have gone to, but I had plans to have a nice long run this morning, early. What happened with that? Well, 
last week my wife called me and said, hey, um, good news from the house. We have a rat. Why is that good news? I was being facetious. She was, oh, sarcasm. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God. So I live in an area where rats are there. Highland Park has rats? Um, I don't want to give away where I live. Let's call it the R Streets. Hmm. I don't know where those are. They're in Dallas. Hmm. And so have you had never rat problems before? Never. I've lived have in you, that. Have you exterminated before? I've lived in that house four years. We have a fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Exterminator. It comes four times a year. I mean, it's a solid company, and, and I mean, we've had, we don't have any bugs. We have nothing. We barely have mosquitoes back there, and that's a pretty heavy mosquito-laden area, too. Mm -hmm. We have nothing. So when she said we had a rat, I was like, oh, my God, and they check for that. Every day, every time the guy shows up, he goes up in the attic, you know, he's like, you seen any droppings yeah. or any of that, you know? And no, never seen anything. No, he's like, man, you're lucky. You're so lucky. You are lucky. So, when she actually saw a rat in the house... Like in the kitchen, or where was it? it like she saw it running across the she floor? Saw it, she saw it run into this tiny little hole that we had in one of our baseboards. Hmm. So, she's like, oh my God. It slammed the door behind it? Yeah. And, um... So, I got these traps. These rat traps. Like the glue traps or the big old-fashioned like Old-fashioned, like Tom and Jerry Put the mouse traps. piece of cheese on it, or how did you bait it? Or did you? Peanut butter. That's what they told me to do. Huh. There's, a, there's an actual... So you can do the peanut butter trick with a rat. <laughs> yeah, you can. There's actual bait you can use, but the guy said the peanut butter works just as well. So I set him up last night and um, really didn't think too much about it before I went to Were bed. Were you nervous... Setting the traps, like afraid you were going to snap your own hands? Well, I, a couple times I did. Did it hurt? I, I didn't snap my... No, you can break a finger. I, I just did it wrong, and I let go of it and went flying across the room, you know? It was very <laughs> comical. So I finally figured out how to do it and everything, and it's really not that hard, but... Um, I fall asleep after the game, you know, 11-something, whenever the game was over with. And I was probably asleep for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and you just... I heard that loud noise that I knew that either we caught something or it just engaged on its own. So I walk in there. My wife's still asleep. She didn't hear it. So where was the trap? Was I, put it, it, I put it in the fireplace. Well, our fireplace is... Um, uh, you have a fireplace? Yeah. We're loaded. Um, because she saw it over there near okay. the fireplace. So I put it over there. And um, so I walk over there. And it's really the worst news that I can think of because it wasn't the rat that she saw, but it was like a baby rat. So it has kids. So we have a family that's like around our house living in our now I'm crawl space. Now I'm surprised that um, Julie, being Miss PETA, allowed a uh, kill trap in your home. I don't think she considers rats human. I would have thought that she would want you to, you know, gather them all in a shoebox and take them out to the country and release them into come the on, wild. Come here. 
you know, she's eating she's eating meat now. Is she really? Yeah. So she's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the taste for blood. She's a cold-blooded killer. So, yeah, and it cut this thing in half. Guts everywhere. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. And then I went and released. I took it outside and put it in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> Chunked the whole trap over the fence? No, I, I, like, took the trap out, opened it up, the thing fell out, and then I reset it and put it right back there. We didn't catch anything else last night. But I had this sense of hunter in me, <laughs> you know? It was pretty powerful. Like, I had, I had done something, you know? I had, I had killed something that's been harming my family. Which, in reality... A little baby mouse. Yeah. I just snapped a baby mouse in 20 pieces. But I really want to kill that, that big rat. Yeah, I think if, if uh, she was in her full PETA phase, or if I was too, you know, like we were really hardcore into it, then, yeah, we'd set up like a big rat terrarium <laughs> where with the wheel and everything uh. and... A big rat playland. Uh, yeah, a little sign that says vacancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're gross. Ugh. So are, they're, are they like matted hair, pink eyes, no. grody looking? No. I, I don't even know. No, they're, I mean, I I've never gross. seen. I've never seen a full-on rat. It's just an overblown mouse with a long tail. Uh-huh. You know, there's really no difference. So. They're just, they're just disease infested, you know? So how, how big... How big does uh, Julie believe that this the master rat is? Mm. What's that? Five, six inches, something like that? Including the tail or just the body? No, 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 just the body. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Four, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's big enough. This baby was just a couple inches long. You need to get a cat. You know, I can't believe our dogs hadn't seen these things. Because our dogs are hunting dogs. I mean, they're hounds. They're That's what they do. They're lazy. Oh, they're so lazy. And they're so not hunting dogs. It's really pathetic. But it's sick, man. I, I don't... If, if I, we don't catch the big, the big guy here in the next couple days, then I'm calling someone, some heavy hitters in there. Like with an Uzi or something. You know, when I was in college, the house that we moved into, a buddy of mine who was like three years older than me lived in it at the time. And they were graduating and leaving. And it was like the big party house to go to and everything. And so I thought, well, this is great. We're going to move into the house, you know. So I go over we're there. We're going to take over the legacy, man. Exactly. So we go over there to check it out um, before they moved out. And my buddy was sitting there on a swivel chair with a twenty-two. <laughs> Waiting for rats? Waiting for rats. This is over in Fort Worth, right by campus. And he's like, I'm going to get them. Because <laughs> they were all over the place. Now, I never saw them whenever we moved in. The guy fumigated and did everything to get rid of them. But is there anything worse? Because I had, when I, when I was in college, the last apartment that I lived in, we had a flea infestation. Like, in the, we didn't have any pets. But there was a, a, like, kind of a big overgrown yard right next to our apartment. Mm -hmm. And there were two mangy basset hounds that, you know, I guess were flea factories. Yeah. And so they would all, all the fleas would come over the fence and hang out out in front of our apartment and then eventually made it into our apartment. 
So you would stand uh, outside the front door, like we we would experiment, like put on white tube socks and pull them up, you yeah. know, to like knee high, and go stand outside, count to ten, and come back inside, and you'd be covered with like a hundred fleas. It was so disgusting. So you just bomb the place? We yeah, we tried bombing it, and then eventually we had to go to the city, and petition the city to have the, I guess our our landlord and the uh, neighbor like spray the yard to try and kill them at the source mm. that was disgusting well i don't know what's worse being overrun with roaches or knowing that there's like a rat somewhere in the vicinity of your home i would rather have a nest of rats than a roach colony you would yeah roaches are disgusting too especially the giant ones see what those third world people that eat those things What's the deal with third world people? <laughs> well, let's slow down on the people. <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, Corby. Hi. Um, well, if you have one rat, first of all, you probably have about ten more. Well, I know. I know. That's what I said. It's the worst news ever that we caught a baby. And in our old house in Arlington, uh-huh. uh, I set those little traps. Well, the mama and dad rat were too big for it. So I had to get those glue traps. And then they would just, you'd find them, like, stuck? Uh-huh. Then you'd have to get a shovel or something and take care of them. Bonk them? Yeah. They'd start squealing. It's pretty dark. Well, see, the word... What did, I, you, did you make them beg for their life? <laughs> no, actually, I put on headphones so I wouldn't have to hear them scream. Just turn up the volume real loud. <laughs> God, that's horrible. But, I mean, there's no difference between that and cutting it in two with a trap. <laughs> now, um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, the, uh, the other traps... It's the bait traps, where where they go they go eat poison, they go eat poison, and then they wander off and die. Oh. But the thing is, they can wander off and die in your um, like in your walls, right? Uh-huh. Or down below your house, and then it. And just, then you have a rotting carcass. And then you have yeah, you have a rotting rat fetus. Yeah, <laughs> stink house. Yeah, it doesn't last that long. The stink doesn't. No. Well, they're tiny. It's not like uh, you know, like. But still, you have decaying the, the animals. Stuff in the, the stuff in the poison is an anticoagulant, so it dries them out. What's an anti? Anticoagulant. Who are you? I own a pest control company. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Are you kidding? Whoa, wow. you're, you're his, what you, the answer to what, his prayers. I mean, it's like, you know, you and I should have hooked up a long time ago. Yeah, we ago. have a special bond, don't we? Wow, Dill owns a pest control company. Why, you just now, why don't you come on in the beginning and say, hey, I can help you out. Hey, Russ, I'm hanging up on you. All right. I just assumed you knew. No, why, why would you never mention this ever on the air? Yeah, you are. Hey, I, you I are don't hey know Dill. This. That's it. Hey, Dill Pest Control. Give me a call. You own you, a pest you seriously I, need to change the name of your company to Hey K Dill to Pest Control. No, I'll keep it at ChemSafe. What is it? ChemSafe. ChemSafe. Mm-hmm. See, we use EcoSafe. Mm-hmm. And it's. I mean, they do a great job. They they've never had to treat for rats before. And, you know, normally the, the stuff that, and they, they do a great job, they normally aren't dealing with actual pesticides on most of the stuff that they do. You talking about your company? No, EcoSafe. EcoSafe? Right. Well, and, you know, like it's, it's safe for the pets and everything. Right, right, right. Kids, if you have them. So, I, but, I, I mean, am I doing the right thing here? Am I, like, ready for an army of rats? No, Is that what I'm facing? It depends on, you know... Your your home? I've never... I mean, we don't have a lot of food. It's not like we have, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches strewn about the house. And just because... It's very clean. My that, wife is very anal. That doesn't have anything to do... Oh, dear. Shut up. 
That doesn't have anything to do with why you may have rats, if, especially if you're living in an older home. Maybe you're in an older neighborhood. It was built in the 30s. And maybe you have some trees. We have the biggest pecan tree in the history of mankind. So these are probably roof rats coming in from the roof area if there's any branches or anything like that touching the roof. Um, so Can they come through the chimney? Yes. Like Santa? Uh-huh. <sighs> Normally, it's uh, you use a combination of baits and traps. I think you just, just need to move. I'm not moving. I think the I think the rats have won. I think you're already you're beaten. It's like the terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so can you help me? I sure can. All right, let's talk about that off the air. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I got a it's rat turn, it's problem. It's turning into an infomercial Billable for minute. Hey, Dill for, press control. For <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, the Wendy's chili finger has been identified. I oh, know. You ground it or pound it. Listen to Dunham and Miller at 735 for that day's Secret Ranger and find out how to hit it hard, go yard, and win. Brought to you by Grubbs Nissan, Miracle Mortgage, and Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. If these walls came crumbling down, it felt so hard to make us lose. It's 1038. This is The Ticket. This is The Rant. I'm Dave. Corby's with me. Gordon is not here this week. He'll be back next week, I guess, right? You think? I don't care. Look how wonderful Christy Brinkley looks. How old is she, 80? <laughs> 80. I think she's 50. Do you, think she, do you think she'll still be hot when she's, like, 70? I mean, she looks the same as she did when she was 25. Yeah. I mean, she could get naked and jump in that swimming pool, and it would be just, like, vacation. Yeah. Good God, man. God, that guy's smoking, too. His arms are huge. <laughs> I love these infomercials. Why, why are Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley like partners in workout? workout scams? There's no telling what they pay them to do that. There's no telling. That is such a cottage industry. Just every six months or so, they come out with a new... Crazy yeah. workout gadget. And, and, they, and there's no telling what they have to spend to have these 30-minute infomercials. And all the fat people sitting there like, yeah. This is going to be the one thing that turns my life around. <laughs> this is it. This is my ticket to skinny. I've been waiting for this ab rocker all my life. <laughs> Why is everything an ab something? Why are people so consumed with abs? Because I guess that that's like the... I guess the ultimate sign of fitness when you have the six-pack abs. What I love is the way that they, they have all those people, like, uh, you know, doing those exercises, and they're smiling. Oh, yeah. They're all, like, really hot and just smiling, like, this is so easy, it's I'm not, happy. It's not strenuous at all. Yeah, and their hair's all combed perfectly, you know. I am hot and happy. You know, I do, um, sometimes I'll get a little bit of flow working during the uh, Bowflex ads. With a 50-year-old grandma? No. Well, yeah, she's pretty hot. The, with implants? The grandma with the big cans. Hot! Those, she those she has the, the most awkward, like, lounging pose by the pool where she's got her back all arched. Yeah, and, and you, know the, you know the worst part about that is? Is she's like, yeah, I'm 50, and I'm a grandma, and I look great. And then they show her lounging by the pool with her, ar her arch back, 
And the dude sitting next to her with, like, the glass of sherry. Is her grandson? Well, he looks like he's 20. And you know that they're supposed to be, like, macking with each other. Well, more power to her, I guess. God. So stupid. No, I like the uh, I like the Bowflex with the um, the really hot guy and, and the really hot girl, just them working out and stuff. Yeah, they're always happy. Okay, uh, chili in the finger. Yeah, the Wendy's stink finger. Retell the story in case people don't know. Everybody knows this story. Okay, this woman in uh, I guess it was was it Las Vegas or San Jose. Somewhere in the West. Yeah. Anyway, she, this woman, uh, Anna Ayala, mm-hmm. was at a Wendy's, and she was enjoying her cup of 99-cent Wendy's chili. Ugh. And she uh, freaks out when she bites into a finger. There's a one-and-a-half-inch fingertip in her chili. And she you know, makes this huge commotion and says she's going to sue Wendy's, file suit against Wendy's. Then, you know, there's this huge investigation. You know, nobody at Wendy's has lost a finger in that store. Uh, they trace back the origin of the chili. No one, you know, on the supply chain of the chili had an accident and lost a finger. So they're right. wondering where the hell this finger came from. And then a couple of weeks ago, the uh, authorities arrest her at her home and... She has been charged with grand larceny for trying to fleece Wendy's out of money, but they still couldn't figure out where the finger came from. Mm-hmm. Well, now they know. The finger, the former owner of the finger, is a friend of her husband. How did he lose it? He lost it in a quote-unquote industrial accident. And gave it to her? Or did I she guess. steal it? Was the, it like in a jar? Was I don't jarring? know. I don't know if they were pickling and jarring fingers. But the uh, the investigator, the uh, police chief, says that uh, they actually learned about this guy because of an anonymous tip that was called into the Wendy's Chili Finger Hotline. <laughs> well, there was one? Yeah. There, there's a, well, I don't know if it was set up specifically for this. But there, I guess, is a Wendy's customer service hotline. Somebody called in and said, I know where the finger came from. So this guy lives in Nevada. His name has not been released, but the police have contacted him, and they say he's cooperating. But they don't know yet if he was in on the hoax, like if he was going to get a piece of the action, you know, for providing the finger, or if, you know, he was throwing the finger out, and she saw him throw it out and decided this would be a really good idea to put it in chili. I wonder if there was security. Do they have cameras in Wendy's? Would they, for any reason? I don't think so. Maybe in the back, but probably not. Yeah, in I mean, the there's really no area. reason. But I mean, you could obviously probably rewind it and see her pull the finger out of her purse and dump it in her chili. Or maybe she had it in between her cheek and gum, like Skull Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. What kind of white trash piece of crap? Well, she's Mexican. Oh. What's the difference? That's a low rent scam, yet an effective one. I mean, who... Now, is it not... Wouldn't you... Is it not bizarre, though, that... uh, Granted, one was a hoax and one was real, but that we had two finger stories within, like, a month? Because you had the Wendy's chili finger, and then you had the frozen custard finger. Yeah. 
Or the guy wouldn't give the finger back. Yeah. Which is kind of an a-hole thing to do. You think? I mean, it's not the kid's fault. The kid that got his finger cut off. I mean, yeah, he probably should have made sure that that batch of custard didn't make it on to the floor. But he was probably a little more concerned about his finger at that moment. You know, there was a movie where, I think it may have been Victor Victoria. Do you remember that movie? The, I think Julie the, Andrews. The cross-dressing yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Where she was at a restaurant and she ordered, I mean, so much food. Like she was by herself and had like a six-course meal somewhere. And at the end... And then they give her a wafer-thin mint at the end and she explodes all over the restaurant. No, that's meaning of life. No. Uh, she pulls a roach, not a weed roach, but a <laughs> animal roach out of her um, purse and puts it on the plate. It's like her pet roach. And then they comp the meal. Ah. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, an associate... What you call a roach. I have an associate who... Uh, his scam, and he will go unnamed, but his scam back in high school was to go to ponchos of all places... That's like going to CC's and scamming them <laughs> yeah, out, why, you know? Why not scam someplace a little bit nicer yeah. than Poncho's? So he would uh, go and, you know, eat his fill of the Poncho's buffet, and then he would pluck out a short and curly and put it in his hot sauce. God! Sand. And that worked? Yeah. On numerous occasions. I never witnessed it. I only heard about it. Ugh. Is there anything lower than that? No. I mean, I guess... Putting a finger in a bowl of chili is lower. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. It says she lives in Vegas. This is from uh, Hey Dill Pest Control. <laughs> she lives in Vegas. Happened in San Jose. 100000 reward offered by Wendy's for what, Jason? Yeah, for links in the case. If you knew whose finger Oh, was. so that's why the guy called because $100,000. Right. Well, maybe he's been okay. picked up on identity theft charges unrelated to the Wendy's case. Huh. The woman has? The man with the finger missing finger. The missing finger. finger? Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good hypothetical. Would you cut your finger off right at the knuckle? Which finger? Um, index. Right hand or left hand? Left for you. Right for me. Okay. Because I'm left Your non-dominant hand. Yes. Would you cut it off at the, at the nickel? At, at the nickel? At, at the knuckle? At the, like, the main knuckle, halfway down the yeah, finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four million bucks. That's probably what she was looking at. Yeah. A million bucks. Gosh, I don't know. Definitely. You would? Yeah. My life's not that bad right now, and I have all ten of my fingers. How many people do it on an accident? They don't get anything. Well, really, not that many, Jason. There's lots of people missing digits. Well, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, there's not that many. How many people do you know with missing fingers? None. Probably eight or ten people. You actually. do not. You, you don't notice it. Look at people's hands. A lot of people are missing parts of their fingers. Not a lot. Many. You're acting like, okay, what, one in four? Not that Because out of us four, I got That's all crazy. mine. Maybe one out of ten. One, one out, out of ten? ten? You are high. Maybe one out of a hundred. So if it's one out of ten, that's one out of a hundred fingers. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about people, not fingers. <laughs> I'm confused. Stop it with your math and your anticoagulants. I might, I might do it if it was my left hand because, you know, I don't really use my left hand for anything. Nothing? 
No? It's useless? I mean, I use my right hand for all my pleasuring and all my writing and diddling and all that stuff. You know what? You'd be better if you cut both your hands off. I probably would. Your life would be better. My hands are so filthy. You know, we were in, when we were in Phoenix this past week, and there were so many good-looking girls that went to those Maverick Suns games. Mm-hmm. And it was just... And, you know, Grego's the worst. He's the biggest horn dog in the as world. As far as, like, staring. Craning his neck. Yeah. I was like, you know what, man? You would be better off if a doctor came in and just snapped off your nads. And, you know, he's like, oh, there's no question. Our lives would be so much better and more productive. And I know Gordon's talked about that mm -hmm. before. If we were all just completely... Castrated? Eunuchs. Then we put our sacks in bowls of chili. I guess you could take it that <laughs> extra step for the money. <laughs> At least you could be a rich one. Yeah. All right, coming up next... Um, Read the paper real fast. Uh, Tease the story. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to get into... Um, there's something that's really pissing me off about Star Wars. Uh-oh. Okay? All right. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You know you're getting old when you go from whatever to depends. 10.56 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is Rand. Corby, Dave, no Gordon. Um, God, look at her again. She's doing a little butterfly action there. Is she married? Christy Brinkley? I don't know. So she had Billy Joel. Didn't she have some skier or something? Some dude up in Colorado? Yeah, some, How could you leave some that? younger guy. How could you leave that woman? Well, how did Billy Joel get that to begin with? Well, you see what he's with now. No. She's 24, 23. Jerk. And he is so eaten up with alcohol poisoning every day and fat and bald. And he's got the most enormous bags under his eyes. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. He's the piano man. He probably is conservatively worth $500 million. <laughs> so wouldn't you take that chance if you were 23? Knowing that he's probably going to die. Of cirrhosis? Yeah, in the next 15 years. And she'll be, you know, late 30s with half a billion dollars. Do you think either of us are going to die of cirrhosis? I don't drink enough anymore. Well, I do. <laughs> I can't. I've turned into a wuss. You have. Now, get me on a certain day and I'll destroy you. Will you? But I can't. I can't, like, keep up the pace of, uh, like, nightly, mm -hmm. you know? Like, basically, it's one night or something. If it's, like, a big event, though, you know? Like, something that I look forward to and really gear up for, then, yeah, I'm good to go. But just the generic night of drinking, I've turned into a homo. <laughs> what, what did we say we were going to talk about? Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Have you seen all the stinking commercials product placement commercials with Star Wars? I guess I've... Have you seen Yoda at the kitchen counter? No, I guess I've Pepsi? missed out that. I missed out on that. I've only I've seen the trailers a million times, but I've never seen any, like... It is so cheapening. stuff. I mean, this is the last film. This is it. And I don't need to see my hand puppets up there hawking Pepsi. 
There's a, there's a, it's a really good commercial. It's, it's he and it's Yoda and some dude eating at a, a diner, like at the counter. And Yoda's like, um, you know, using the force, like, you would give me that sandwich, you know. Uh-huh. And is that, he, is and, that your Yoda? Yeah, it's not good. And, <laughs> and the guy's like, I will give you my sandwich. And the sandwich flies over and he's like, you'll give me your french fries. And the french fries fly, I will give you your french fries. And he's like, you will give me the Diet Pepsi. The guy's like, I want my Diet Pepsi. He's like, you will give it to me. And then they're like battling back and forth and the Pepsi's going back and forth and the guy wins or whatever. But it's like, why does George Lucas need to do that? And then the other day, there's this kid. It's, it's funny. I mean, that, the Yoda commercials. And you've seen the Chewbacca commercial. We have that. The che- well, not the YMCA song. <laughs> we have the Chewbacca commercial somewhere. Because I heard Bob and Dan play it. I haven't um, seen that either. I guess I don't watch enough TV. Where the, the guy's like going, uh, taking his picture or whatever. Or no, he's doing a, a sound check of his voice or whatever. He's like, now get me angry. And it's the same roar every time. Now give me love. You know, I don't know what it is. But then there's this one where this paper boy's driving down the street and he's throwing the papers at, at people, at people's houses. And he's this Gen X kid or Gen Y kid, you know, like with his headset on and long blonde hair. And this guy walks out of his house and he sees the paper guy and he's waving to him. And the dude, like, uh, throws the paper in his bushes. Yeah, it's from that. But, uh, and then the guy... Senior Star Wars ringtones, tape 73. Very nice, Chewie. Now, this one, you said. All right, beautiful? Off you go. Try one with no accent. I love it. Now, make me hate it. Exclusive Star Wars ringtones and downloads created just for singular. That's an interesting choice. Come in now for the new S710 preloaded with Star Wars extras and get two free tickets to Star Wars Episode 3. Singular, raising the bar. Why is it taking so long? There, they show 3PO and R2-D2 out in the waiting room doing, uh, to do their... Yeah, I think I have seen the ringtone commercial with Darth, I think. Yeah, and then, the, but then this, this paper guy, he throws the paper away from the guy, and the guy uses the force to knock the kid off the bike and to get his paper, and he reaches for the paper, and it flies right into his hand. And it's for, like, the video game or something. I mean, it's everywhere, and it's like, why? Because there's always more money to be made. Yeah, but don't cheapen this film. It's already been cheapened. Can't you do it after the fact? No, it's all it's all about the the hype and the build up to the opening weekend. I'm I mean, arguing. It's all, it's I'm all, arguing. You have no problem with that then. With with the, I, I'm resigned to the fact that that's the way it is. Lando Calrissian eating a bag of Doritos or something. Having, Not, a, having a Colt 45. <laughs> yeah, smooth and easy. I just hate it, and I hated seeing Yoda. I mean. Was it why you need was to it cheapen- puppet Yoda or was it CG Yoda? No, it was CG Yoda. I think. I mean, I, I'm just assuming it was. Why do you need to cheapen that guy? Why, why can't you cheapen... I don't want any of them cheapen as a deal. I don't want Vader... Vader's this evil entity, and I don't want him doing ringtone commercials, you know? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make sense. Like the cast just hangs out off the set? Yeah. I mean, I want this to be as real as possible when I see it. I want to get into the story, and I don't want to be thinking about, you know, whoever, Natalie Portman eating a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I guess it just doesn't bother me that much. 
Are you going to go see it, by the way, on that night? Uh-huh. I have tickets for the midnight show. They're already on sale? Yeah. Which, which theater? Uh, the one, um, like, Northwest Highway and 635. Oh, yeah. The UA out there. Now, Walonsky said we need to see it in, uh... Digital. Yeah. At Legacy. Yeah, I want to go see it that weekend up at Legacy, but I've got to see it that first night. Because I'm a nerd. I wonder if there's a basketball game that night. I don't know. Well, it'll be after the game. Yeah. Let's look. We could make a night of that real quick. Let's see. Wednesday. Yeah, 8 p.m. Oh, the game will be over by then. Yeah, it'll be over by 11. We were, we were planning... That could be the greatest night of our lives. We were planning on dorking out and watching episode two before we go see episode three, but basketball game probably be better. And, le- and that'll be... Yeah, that'll be the next game because they will... That's... They have to play that game, even if the Suns That's, win. That'll be game five? Yeah, yeah. They're waiting all the way until Wednesday after Sunday? Sunday, when, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we analyze Greg Biffle. Win one, lose one. Mavs let another one get away. Game four tomorrow night at the AAC. Listen to Ben and Skin on the Mavs Playoff Postgame Show immediately afterwards. Brought to you by Silver Fox Steakhouse, Grubbs Nissan, and Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hello. It is 11. 11. On The Ticket. This is The Rant. And um, we'll be happy to discuss topics with you. For the next 50 minutes of our lives. What? Unfortunately, the topics have been set. So, if you want to talk TV with us. Or Greg Biffle. Or Greg Biffle. Please give us a call at 214-787-1310. Have you um, been following this <clears throat> whirlwind romance between Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney? Yes, we broke the news that they got married. They got married this past week uh, down in the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> I'd love to go there. All right, go ahead. Oh, thought you had more jokes about that. So, I guess he is, um, he's 37, she's 36. Uh-huh. They met at a tsunami benefit show back in January. That's where we met. You and I? Yes. That's where all lovers meet. At tsunami benefits? Mm-hmm. So they meet at uh, the tsunami benefit. He was performing. She was answering phones. But they really only began dating last month. So I guess between January and this past month... They just exchanged emails and phone calls. Right. And then they've started dating seriously, and then they ran off to a tropical island and got married. Yeah, I read where they had only seriously dated for two weeks. That is so doomed. He didn't even... It says that he didn't even have time to buy an engagement ring. Do you realize that in 1998 or 7 or 9 that he wrote a song about her? He was so yeah, ni- 1999, he wrote his, uh, his hit, You Had Me From Hello, after seeing her in Jerry Maguire. Right. Blah! 
You find her attractive? Not in the least. She's got a weird face. I don't even know who he is. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not a country music fan, and that, you know, there's just the picture of them on the beach that, you know, has been going around the internet, so you can't really see his face. I don't even know if I would recognize him if I saw him. I have no idea. I wouldn't have the faintest idea what the guy looks like. But he's, I guess, the Country Music Association Entertainer of the Year. So oh, the guy's huge, I sold guess. billions of records, but I don't know anything about it. I mean, him. I'm, I'm sure there's country music fans who think I'm a complete moron for not knowing who he is, but... Don't. I just can't believe... I mean, how do you... I, I guess, you know, he's been obsessed with her for six years now, and, and it's obvious, you know, he finally has his opportunity to, to nab her, and he's so he's... He's fine with it. Well, do you know He's how, living the dream in you, his mind. Yeah, but you know how, like, old people, when I say old, I mean, like, people in their late 50s or 60s who maybe have lost a spouse for whatever reason, either divorce or death or insane asylum, one of the three. Yeah. Normally, there's not a lot of dating that goes on. It's like you meet... You hook up you and meet then you get married. one person and you know, that's it. That's it. It's either a desperation thing or it's like, well, oh, I just, I don't want to deal with the dating. I think maybe this plays into it because she's run through a million she dated guys. Jim Carrey. Who else did she date? Jack White for a long time. Yeah, that's right. And they just broke up, didn't she they? She dated George Clooney for a while. What a whore. I mean, she's run through the biggest celebrities in Hollywood. I mean, she's probably a pretty, pretty famous area down there. Yeah. You know? Looks like she's been punched in the face by every single one of them. Yeah, Danny says she has bee sting face. Yeah. It's constantly swollen by the stinging of bees. Yeah, even when she is at her most anorexic, her face is as puffy as you'll see. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like um, like when you wake up in the morning after a nice bout with the booze. Yes. When you're all puffy. When I get my, like, no, my nose vein going. Yeah. Like, right, the first minute you wake up after a, 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 a battle with the booze, and you look in the mirror, and you're like, woof. And you're trying to scrub it off real violently. Well, she can't do that. That's permanently what her face looks like. I find her oddly attractive, and I don't know why. I don't like her accent either. I don't like... I just don't like anything about I almost her. liked her fat in Bridget Jones. Yeah, she's, she was more attractive in that than she's been in anything else. Why is that? I don't know. Not that she was fat. She was just chunky. Right. That's weird. It, I mean, it's, it, I think it'll fail. Two weeks? Give me a break. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they will beat the odds. Maybe they will be... That's very Angelina Jolie and Billy, Billy Bob, Bob yeah. where they met and she said she knew in the elevator when they were riding up together that they'd get married. It, it, I mean, is that possible? Do you, it do you believe in that love at first sight, romantic love notion? No, because love at first sight, I mean, it could have... It's lust. With, with me, it could have been a million girls. A million. How many times were we out like, oh my God, she's hot. I, I lo love her. I love her and I'm going to marry her. You, I mean, the odds of that happening... Matter of fact, I don't know if I believe anyone who, who says that. If they do, then it's just, it's just chance. Like you meet, you're like, God, she's hot. I'd love to hook up with her. I would love to make the time with her. That's all you think about. You don't think about spending the rest of your life with someone. If you do, you're a sap. 
And I don't want to hear like, no, it's just romantic. No, it's not. It's a lie. Now, maybe after like a night together, you're like, wow, we have a lot in common and I really dig this person and we had so much fun in the sack that... Right, you're just thinking, wow, just, it, I'm, I, be, I can't do better than this. This yeah, is great. Yeah, this, but not the initial love at first sight. That is a load of garbage. There's no such thing. I, I think that there's something to sensing a connection with somebody. Like, you know, you meet, some people you meet and, you know, you just know that you have nothing in common with that person. Right. A guy or girl, you know, just in an everyday situation. And then there's some people you meet and, you know, for whatever reason, you just have a spark and, you know, conversation comes easy and, you know, yeah, I could get along with this person. And people take that and go to the extreme with it that, you know, I found my soulmate today. Have you ever met anyone like that? No. I haven't either. I thought I did, but I was wrong. Okay. At the very first meeting? Yeah. Thought it was pretty good. Like, upon seeing her? Yeah. Well, but no, but it was just like, wow, she's hot. Yeah. That's it. It's not, I want to spend the rest of my right. life with and her. Right, people try and make it seem real deep. Or you'd say, I, I would like to get to know her. Right. But the idea of love at first sight where you lock eyes and it's just like, <gasps> that all that is is you're horny and she's horny. Period. She's horny, period? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad time to be horny. All right, so we have some calls on this Kenny Chesney thing. Yeah, oh, he's here. Um, hi, James. You're on the ticket. Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know, man, that uh, Kenny Chesney's in concert at the American Airlines Center today. For real? Yeah, his buses are there. Him and Renee are probably listening to you. Awesome. Well, I don't believe you. Yeah, I bet they're listening. Uh, is he good? Uh, he's not too bad. Who's he? Who's opening up for him? I assume he's he's headlining. Uh, not for sure, but there's probably a good twelve diesel trucks and six or eight buses sitting up there. So does he sing? How do you like me now? No, that's uh, that other guy from Oklahoma. Toby. He's, Toby, Toby Key. Is he yeah. singing? Uh, five o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. No, that's another guy. Is he singing crazy about a Ford truck? No, another guy. What's his big song? Man, I don't know. He's he's a lot of about Mexican beaches and drinking margaritas and stuff like that. So he's like Jimmy Buffett. Is he the tractor sexy guy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not a real big country fan, but I just know I drove by there this morning, and they're all setting up for his big concert tonight. We have a Kenny Chesney hater on the line. JP, you're on the ticket. Hello. Hello. That's JP. Yeah. Uh, uh, my family's all, all out of Nashville, Tennessee, and it's well known there that he is gay. He wears the cutoff T-shirts, and he lives in Key West. And you well, know, just because uh, you live in Key West doesn't make you gay. Well, uh, kind of. So you're saying that this is a sham marriage? This is a beard? Yes. It's kind of like the Randy Travis marriage was when he married that old lady. Yeah, okay. Then why would Renee Zellweger go through with this? Um, Publicity. You know, maybe she doesn't need publicity. She can get any. She can get any role she wants. Yeah, almost any role. You know, like I said, with the beast in the face. Maybe she can be the boxer. Maybe you know, she should have done the Hillary Swank movie because she could have been the one looking beat up. I don't like that guy. Hi, Tom. You're on the ticket. You know, first of all, people can fall in love the first time, Corby. The first. No, okay. Just, what's that? Where are you? 
DFW Airport. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm saying love at first sight. You I met my wife on a 14-hour flight from Europe to Dallas. Okay, okay. 18 years ago, so. Right, you, well, you had 14 you, hours to get to know her. Right. It's not like Did you, you sit down and look at her and go, good God, I love you? Well, no, that, that's asinine, people who think that way. Well, that's what I just said. But, but you always try to put lust with everything. I mean, come on, guy. You're too educated to be always talking like that. Why you're right. I am too educated for this for this entire station. <laughs> but, so that's not the point. But but did did you not think that she was hot? Was that not one of your first thoughts? Yeah, I'm a male, aren't I? Well, that's what we're talking about. It, the only reason that you set that you struck up a conversation with her is because you thought she was hot. If she would have been some big pig, oh no, odds I are mean, odds are you would have put the you would have put the headphones on and and nodded off for 14 hours. I would try to get it. I would try to move over to another. Uh, Seat in first class. Right. Exactly. That's what we're saying. We're saying that I, I believe in the fact that you can meet someone and after an, an evening together, you can be like, wow, I really like this woman. We have a lot in common. But initially, the initial um, first meeting, the genesis of the relationship, the first eye contact, I don't believe that you can say, I don't believe in love at first sight. I don't believe in that. Well, I mean, that, that's a personal opinion of everybody. And you're right about some of it. But, I mean, there is always that chance where, you know, you know, yeah, I don't believe you can meet somebody ten minutes later and, and be and be at the uh, altar. How long have you been married? Fifteen years. How often you cheat on her? What? You know what, Corby? Uh oh. Uh oh. Here we go. Hold on, Corby. You know, I'm the chief staff for Richard Rainwater. You know who that is, right? Oh, you are. Hey, do you know uh, Billy Quinn? Uh, yes, I do. Who's, yeah, who's I Richard to, I Rainwater? High, I went to high school with him. So you know, you need to be careful who, how you approach people. You know, especially people that can. They can, what, buy me? What are you, threatening me with money? Uh, son, I could buy you and spit you out. Well, what does that mean? What, are you going to get me fired up here because well, you can buy me? Oh, I probably could get the SEC to make sure you don't work on Anna Radio anymore. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm for sale. How much do you want to buy me <laughs> no, for? But we just got to, just got, we just got, you got to be, you know, I, when I'm in town, because, I Okay, go, wait, wait, no, hang on, hang on. Because, because you have money... I didn't hang up on him, no, by the way. No, he hung up. That was weird. He turned on you on a dime. Because he has money, I need to watch how I talk to him. I, I hate people like that. I absolutely loathe them. But hes you don't understand how influential and powerful he is. He's the chief of staff for Richard Rainwater. Who's Richard Rainwater? He's this famous investor type guy. And yeah, he's is he more, Richard Is he more famous than Kenny Chesney? Because I don't know who that is either. Oh, God, how pompous and arrogant. I would love to fight him. Fight night? If you're willing to fight me at fight night, <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, I will fight you. So please, call back, get in contact with me. If anybody knows this guy, I want to fight you. It's 11.25 on the ticket. Championship Sunday afternoon at 5, live from Las Colinas and on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey there, it's 11:33. This is the rant on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. David Lane and Corby Davidson taking morning. you for the next half hour all the way up until noon. And, and then uh, tickets for Saturday. That's right, Kevin and Studer will take over. 
Before we get to uh, the new fall TV season, which has been announced on all three of the networks, at least what they want to test out, let's rummage through a few of these callers in reaction to that last guy that was on the line who threatened to buy me. <laughs> I still don't understand. Or, what or, or uh, get the FCC to take you off the air. Yeah. I better watch out who I'm talking to because he has enough money to do whatever he wants to me. Mm -hmm. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Hey, Corby. Listen, that guy pissed me off so bad. I don't know if you caught it earlier in his call, but he was already trying to flaunt his money around. About to move into another seat in first class. Right. Yeah. He, 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 when you said, hey, uh, if that girl was fat, would you have sat next to her? No, I'd have got up and sat in another seat in first class. Yeah, I, I, yeah, don't you hate people with, with money like that? Let me tell you, I'm not a rich man, but if it costs to have an entry fee at fight night, I would sponsor him just to see you knock his block off. Well, thank you. See you, Corby. <laughs> Stay hard, buddy. Bye. <laughs> um, Max, Maximilian? <laughs> yeah, I can buy him still. <laughs> slow down, slow down. None of that, none of that. Those are, those are the kind of deals that grew up and were like, grew up in a trailer home or something like that, you know? And then all of a sudden, they, they're good at something, which ends up making them a little bit of money, and they're the overworker guy, and now they want to flaunt everything, all the money they got, because you know what? They got jack crud for Elf, you know, in their life, and oh, it makes yeah, it, I, I just, seriously, you know, I'm sponsoring you too, dude. Immediately, whenever there's any confrontation with a guy like that it the conversation turns to money yeah like yeah. right away the first that's the first thing they reach think, for is their cash i don't think he was he was the self-made man type though he, he sounded more like a trust fund dude see it, yeah and see that that guy it's just like the meatheads the big old dudes the, the first thing they want to do is fight, fight you can't right talk, which see that's notice that's what i reach for first <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure i wanted to fight him because I had nothing else to offer. I just there's just one thing missing from that conversation, and that's when Corby gets so deflated, like he was with Star Star Wars, that he does the uh, refresh drink kind of sigh, where it's like <sighs> that's the only thing that was missing from that conversation. If you could give me one of those, it'd be great. <sighs> Thanks, dude. Okay, bye. Take it easy. I don't know what that is. Hi, David. You're on the ticket. Hey. Hey. From Flower Mound. Hi, David. Uh, who am I sick with? This is Dave and Corby. Hey, Dave and Corby. My ears are burning. Hey. Really? I are, are burning. I, I, incredulous. I just cannot believe. Uh, the first two guys kind of stole some of my thunder. Uh, the first tip off, you know, the, the first class thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I noticed that too, but I didn't really, it really didn't yeah, phase me. I, I definitely noticed it. It kind of, he was definitely shoehorning that in there. Oh, there was no doubt, and he was working, and then of course, you got the name dropping. Uh, right, and, yeah, the rainwater. And, yeah, and, and he was at DFW. Obviously, he's uh, going on an important uh, business trip. Of course, and uh, and the second caller, I think he's got a valid point too. Uh, you know about the uh, the trailer park kind of girl who, you know, maybe does one thing good, and uh, you know you're 14 hours on a flight, and hey, yeah, who knows what can happen? But uh, I'm right with you. You know, Corby, I've heard I've heard you say things. You know, well, yeah, other things. I didn't take. I mean, I thought that was totally. Totally. You just said, I don't believe in love at first sight. 
That was like when Mark Teixeira got real bent out of shape at Dan. Yeah. For saying that, you know, well, you have divorce to look forward to. Right. And you right. Just don't joke about my wife. It's, it, it's ridiculous. It is, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and then to extort you. Right. That Isn't is, that just, uh, oh, God, I hate people. Yeah, uh, well, my ear, I mean, I, I don't get mad too often. I listen to you guys all the time. And, I mean, I'm still just sitting here just shuddering. Well, I'm sure if the guy's still listening, he feels like an idiot now. No, he's he's probably, he's got so much self-assurance that he's thinking that we're all wrong. He's staring at his wallet now? Yeah, he's counting his money. That's all right, David. Now. Take care, man. Yeah, but, but guess what? What? He'll be stressing on that flight a little bit. Probably. Because there's no guarantees. True. <laughs> all right, man, see you. Um, why is... Why'd you lock that one? I didn't. Get rid of it. Okay. John, you're on the ticket. John. Uh, hey. I'll give you a real life uh, love at first sight. Okay. Back, back in 1957, my dad went to Oklahoma City for training. Opened up the newspaper one morning and saw a picture of a lady who just won a piano competition. He went to the house mother at the sorority at OU and had the house mother introduce him to my mother, and they've been married ever since. They've been married ever since that meeting? If it wasn't for love at first sight, I wouldn't be here, which might not be a bad thing. Or was it lust? Was he just saying, God, she's hot, I got to meet her? You ever seen newspapers back in 19... Well, that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine the picture with the beehive bud? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I believe in love at first sight in the 50s then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't here to do that. Well, that's true. That's true. It still happens. Okay, John. Yep. All right, let's move on. Um, television. You own one? I do. I, I've I've got a decent one. It's good. I sat next to it in first class on a flight from I Europe. You. I hear you. Took it home with me. ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. Those are all, those are all networks. Yes, they are. Those good. are all television networks have all released their plans for the upcoming TV season. As uh, The upcoming season is in the fall. Right. Most networks launch their new shows in the fall. You know why? Because people watch more TV when it's cold no. out. I just learned this a few weeks ago from The Hammer. He told me, and it makes sense, that back in the 50s, that cars, and still to this day it happens, but... Back then, they were the sponsors. Cars were sponsors of, of all the shows. And they would launch their new vehicles in the fall. Huh. And so they wanted everyone to get a glimpse of their new cars. And then, hence, TV started kind of rolling out their shows in accordance to what the car dealerships did. Or the car companies did. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so here's what ABC Not really. has to offer. Here's their returning shows. Confirmed. According to Jim, alias America's Funniest Home Videos. Good Lord. How many Lost, of those can there be? Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Boston Legal, Desperate Housewives, Extreme Makeover. Extreme Ma Makeover, how'd they do that? Right. Grey's Anatomy and Monday Night Football. Here are their new pilots. With good buzz. Commander-in-Chief, a drama starring Gina Davis as the first female U.S. president. Vomit. Uh... The Catch, a bounty hunter drama that's, Out. that stars Don Rickles. What? As the bounty hunter? I don't know. 
I, you know, I think Don Rickles is one of the funniest people on the planet. But how old is he? God, he's got to be as old as Christy Brinkley. Yeah, he's probably older, and he's probably in his 80s. Uh, let's see. Other pilots in contention. Soccer Moms, starring Kristen Davis from Sex and the City. So it's like a Desperate Housewives knockoff? It's a drama about suburban moms who double as private investigators. You like that? No! Tell me if this doesn't make your brain explode. Crumbs, starring Fred Savage from Wonder Years. Yeah. In a comedy about two brothers. Okay. One gay and one straight who own a family business. Hmm. Freddie. It's going to be a laugh riot, I'm sure. A star vehicle comedy for Freddie Prince Jr. And Emily's Reasons Why Not, a comedy starring Heather Graham as a self-help author who can't take her own advice. I'll watch it just for her. I love her. Watch it on mute. CBS. Return shows confirmed. The Amazing Race, Survivor, CSI, CSI Miami, Without a Trace. What about CSI New York? Is that canceled? I, I always know. think of I always think of CBS as like the old person network. Well, it's the number one young person's network. Is it really? By a mile. By a mile. I guess I just I don't watch, don't watch any of those either. CSI shows. I guess I think of like uh Touched by an Angel or, you know, I guess they're the kind of shows they had on back in the nineties. Or the eighties. Yeah. Like uh what was the Dick Van Dyke show? With where he was the doctor. Oh yeah. Dr. Dick Van Dyke. Dick okay. Doctor. Dick Van Dyke Doctor. Right. Pilots with Good Buzz. Everything I Know About Men. A comedy starring Jenna Elfman. Quantico. Starring Mandy Patinkin, who I like. Yeah, he's good. A drama about the FBI's behavioral analysis unit. So they're just continuing that theme. Can we... Uh, don't we have enough it's crime hot. dramas? It's hot. Let's just get back on the reality bandwagon again. Flesh and Blood, starring Stockard Channing and Henry Winkler in a comedy about a family of doctors. Henry Winkler. What, is, what was the last thing he did? Well, he, he directs now. I mean, he's not... He is awful. Fonzie was the biggest douche character Come ever. Come on. Fonzie was great at no, the time. No, he wasn't. The, you didn't like him as a kid? Well, as a kid, sure, but have you watched it's Happy terrible. Days? Why don't you watch anything from that era? Why don't you watch Laverne and Shirley or Three's Company? None of it's funny. I would rather watch a Laverne and Shirley than a Happy Days. Not me. Happy I'll Days like... is painful. It is awful. The old Happy Days when Fonzie wore the white leather? It's good. Check it out. No, they're all bad. How about this? Old Christine, a comedy with Julia Louis-Dreyfus as a single mom. It's the curse of Seinfeld. It's going to fail. Everyone's going to see her as Elaine. Other pilots in contention, but that's got good buzz. She's got a good buzz. Other pilots in contention, a um, crime drama called American Crime, Jerry Bruckheimer produced drama, about a prosecutor who juggles work and a new baby. Mm, great. Conviction, a legal drama with Sally Field and Eric LaSalle. So far, I'm not interested in any one of these shows. Love Monkey, a male buddy drama starring Tom Cavanaugh and Jason Priestley. Hmm. The Unit. It's it's like it's like 
the season of the comeback. It's all these kind of has-been TV and movie stars. The sad part is, is out of all these, there's only going to be like three that make it. Uh, let's see. The Unit, a special forces military drama starring 24's Dennis Haysbert. Who's that? I don't watch 24. Is that the black guy? Is that the, is that the president? president? No one knows? Yeah. Kill me. Felicity Scott Foley and Ray's Regina King. Oh, it's also that same show, The Unit. Uh, Threshold, a sci-fi drama starring Charles S. Dutton. And How I Met Your Mother, a flashback comedy starring Neil Patrick Harris and Allison Hannigan. Hmm. I did, I did like Neil Patrick Harris and uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Did you ever see that? No. He plays himself, and he's on a total coke binge. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Fox, returning shows confirmed. American Idol, Cops. How is that show still on? There's you white never, trash. Yeah, that, you never run out of white yeah. trash. Uh, Family Guy, genius. Mm -hmm. House, Malcolm in the Middle, Nanny 911, The O.C., The Simpsons, That 70s Show. What about American Dad? You watch that? Yeah, I don't like it as much as Family Guy. I think it's funny, though. It's all right. Like, I'll sit through it's it. It's basically the same show. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, what, what was the last one? That 70s show. I yeah, thought that and, was off the air. Well, I think, like, half the cast is leaving. So, I don't know what they're going to do. It'll be starring Wilmer Valderrama, probably. Pilots with Good Buzz. Prison Break. Oh, my God. A drama about a man who gets himself thrown in jail so he can help his death row inmate brother escape. Okay. Did you do that? How, uh, what crime did he commit to get on death row? I mean, well, obviously normal, he's, he's innocent, so. Right, but normal inmates don't mix with death row inmates. No. So it's, I, I, I can't suspend disbelief for that plot. I'm sorry. Kitchen Confidential. A comedy based on Chef Anthony Bourdain's best-selling autobiography. Interesting. What, uh, what's on HBO? That's what I want to know. They haven't announced. This is all the networks. Network shows are disgusting. Uh, let's see. Don't Ask, a comedy about a dad who tells his family he's gay. That stars Alan Ruck. From uh, Ferris Bueller. That's his buddy. Oh, Cameron? Yeah, Cameron. And oh, also he, he was in Spin City. Well, he was in Spin oh, City yeah, for like okay. six, okay. seven years. And uh, let's see. Hitched. Starring Saved by the Bell's Mark Paul Gossler in a drama about a brother and sister who run a 24-hour wedding chapel in Las Vegas. It, but it's, it's such a retread season. It's all these B actors. Let's see. Other pilots of contention. You have a Brooke Shields comedy, <sighs> New Car Smell, about a car dealership. Queen Bee, a comedy starring Alicia Silverstone. Um, Windfall, starring Luke Perry in a drama about a group of friends who win the lottery. Hmm. It's interesting. Is television ever going to change? Are we always we're going to go through this every fall? Or is it ever going to develop where everything is on demand and there's not these big network shows? Probably. And here is the... You I can't know, wait for that day. You know, NBC is the, is the failure network. Yes. They have nothing. They used to be number one, and nothing. now they drag ass behind Fox and everybody. They have The Apprentice, Crossing Jordan, ER, which, you know, Joey, Las Vegas, Law & Order, 
all the lawn orders, by the way. There's three of them. Medium, Scrubs, The West Wing, and Will and & Grace. Uh, Pilots with Good Buzz, E-Ring, starring Benjamin Bratt and Dennis Hopper. That's what caused the shuttle to blow up. That's an O-Ring, set at the Pentagon. The religious drama Book of Daniel, starring Aidan Quinn, probably trying to capitalize on Joan of Arcadia. My Name is Earl, a comedy starring Jason Lee as a petty crook who decides to make amends when he wins the lottery. I like Jason Lee. I think he's hilarious. I'll give that a I'll shot. watch that. That's the first show that I'm interested in. Uh, other pilots in contention, the disaster drama Fathom, Inconceivable. <laughs> oh, wait. Fathorn. The I don't care I anymore. That. My life force is gone. I don't want to talk about TV anymore. Hang on. Early Bird, a comedy based on a book about moving to a Florida retirement home. Good God. Dante, a comedy about an arrogant pro football player. Doesn't say who it stars. Deal, a comedy starring Janine Garofalo. Based on the life of pro poker player Annie Duke. Interested. Interesting. I like Janine Garofalo. The buddy comedy Four Kings, starring Seth Green. He's funny. And uh, the couples comedy Lives and the Wives We Tell Them To. Huh? And then some Tory Spelling show. So it looks like uh, NBC is more than the other networks kind of banking on the return of the sitcom. You know, I saw this. In the last six months, there's two sitcoms. Two that have been in the top 20 of the Nielsen ratings. Two. What were they? Raymond and... Two and a Half Men. The one that follows Raymond, the Charlie Sheen one. Which is funny. Is it really? Yeah. John Cryer's the other... Yeah, it's funny. The other man in the yeah, equation. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like the greatest show ever, but it's funny enough. But Raymond, basically, I mean, it, you know, it's narrow casting it. Right, and Raymond, this is the last season of Raymond, right? The, to Monday's the last show. The last show. Well, I'm going to cry. All right, there's You want to have a watching party? Let's do it. Uh, coming up next, us. Good God, I love you. two times guys want it when they're awake and when they're asleep hey there it's 11:59, and we are done it's been we a made it fabulous show Dave. two weeks without gordon and we made it it's been a wonderful two hours of radio we appreciate all the feedback all the love all the kind words all the dirty words we love them all mm-hmm and uh, next week, are we working next week? Yeah. Should be a Are a we on a remote? Maybe at the... Should be a full-strength rant next week. Some sort of Fort Worth thing, since I, it's a colonial? Even I though don't know. we really didn't do much for the... Oh, you know what? Today. I'm out of town next week, so... Are you kidding? Yeah. Where are you going? I have to go to a work conference in Vegas. Are you serious? Yeah. Sweet. Well, I actually have to do some work while I'm there. You've never been, have you? Nope. Never been. be my first time. Where are you staying? I don't remember. A mirage or something? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. <sighs> I hate you. But I love you. I love you. <laughs>